Carol learned how to be primitive last week. I hope to God I never have to worry about it. But if I do, at least I'm educated a little bit on how to use what God has given us. But I am definitely going to buy some of those waterproof matches. Hello, everybody. And you're not hearing things. It's just me, Mama Carol, and Zaza today. Yes, I am taking one for the team. I am solo. You know, and I, I have such heart palpitations right now. I feel like I'm, uh, it's opening night for, for an opera or a musical. But yes, it is just Carol today. Not planned, not expected. And, uh, I'll give you a little um, storyline on that. I am back in Milwaukee. We had a wonderful time out in um, Montana. And we usually actually uh, tape on Mondays. And as you all know, uh, we are, then we have our show on Thursdays. But Monday was a little rough for me. So I said, let's postpone it one day. And we did to, well, actually, today is Wednesday. All right. But anyhow, I digress. Katie is at the emergency room with Lady. We don't know exactly what is wrong, but obviously, as a mama dog, mother, she just can't leave her because we don't know exactly what's going on. So uh, let's all say a prayer. I was telling her, I said, I hope you brought the holy water to spread on, sprinkle on her. But I think she'll be okay, but they have to do an ultrasound, and um, I think she may have eaten something she shouldn't have. But, you know, and being such a tiny dog, I think that it probably makes things worse with her digestive tract. In fact, last night, I, I do remember with, with my dog, Ruby, you know, it was a first-time pet owner for myself. I didn't really realize that sometimes dogs just throw up when they have to throw up if they eat something wrong. And I was paranoid, ended up at the emergency room with, with Ruby as well. And long story short, that turned out okay. But they said, if ever this happens again, try giving her some rice, plain rice, white rice, and uh, chicken, just like roasted chicken. A very bland diet. So I told Katie that last night. I said, why don't you try this? If she's not eating, she's not drinking, this might do it. Well, Katie did that. Did not work because she threw all that up. And this morning, it just got worse and worse. So that's where she's at. So prayers for Lady and Katie. And we'll find out what happened next week. But I, I do think all is going to be well. She's in good hands in New York at the emergency room, veterinarian, they'll take good care of lady. I, I trust that it will be. She'll be fine. We had a wonderful time in Montana. Uh, the weather was a little iffy, like I said to you when we were there. Uh, it started out beautiful. Then we had rain, we had snow, we had cold. But, you know, once the kid kiddos got there, uh, the grandkids and uh, Lizzie and Critty, and Katie and Matt, we just, I, I can't tell you how many activities they all were a part of. I, I was I was a part of a lot of them, but to be honest with you, I, I really played the role of Zaza 
most most of the week, and I loved every minute of it. I mean, when do you get a chance as a grandmother, a grandparent, to spend a week with your grandchildren when they're that little, just enjoying every minute? I said, I came back home, and I said to Katie, my house is so quiet, I don't hear the pitter-patter uh, at 5 a.m. of those little foot footsteps you know, saying it's time to eat. Where's Zaza? Let's go. Let's move. What are we going to do today? You know, it's, it was something else. It was just such an experience. Uh, I'll tell you. And now, yes, my house is quiet, but it, it has been like, I have to do a quick redo of everything. Cause I came back to Milwaukee. I had heard that the Milwaukee weather when we were gone was like 70, 80 degrees. Well, guess what? It started to snow as soon as we got back, raining today, and I have to pack and repack to head to Florida with Kevin on Friday morning, which is 85 degrees. It's going to be gorgeous. We're going down to Coral Gables. I've never been there. Um, We're flying into Miami, and I believe it's not too far from there. It's a conference uh, for what is it called? ISBN, International Spa Business Network. So it is actually a business trip for my husband, but I'm kind of glomming on, as I say, uh, to enjoy some nice weather. Um, I'm going to be a part of the conference as well, but oh my God, having to go through my closet, it's still, I still have all the heavy winter, you know, wools and whatnot. And I'm thinking, where 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 did I put all my summer clothes? And can I wear white now? Can I should I wear all, uh, winter white? Uh, so uh, as you can imagine, I'm going through hell trying to think what I'm going to pack. And then I thought, well, my legs are white. I I, I got to get some of that Jergens lotion. And if you gals out there don't know about it, you should because it's not. Well, I don't do, Katie, I know, does the, the tanning booth and whatnot. Not the tanning booth, the spray tan. Uh, I, I have never tried that. But I have had success with this Jergens self-tanning. And it's just a lotion you put on. And it you get nice and tan. It takes about three or four days. But your skin, all of a sudden, it starts to glow a little bit. So I quickly got that uh, yesterday. And I've been madly putting that on to see if, because obviously I'm not going to be wearing my black tights down there. So I've been pulling out some shift dresses and trying to get my brain adjusted to, yes, I can start wearing pink, bright pinks and blues and yellows. And whew, my brain's not quite used to that. Although the great grass, I came home to the grass being green. My magnolia tree right here outside my window is beautifully starting to bud these most gorgeous uh, white flowers. Yeah, it's just a huge adjustment. Um, not only the weather, but kind of being alone. Oh, it's it's strange. Yes, I do have my husband here, but not having those little grandchildren and, and my children around has been <laughs> an adjustment. Yeah, life life moves on. So speaking of that, let's talk a little bit about Montana. Gorgeous gorgeous country. But I'll tell you, the word mudroom has a whole different meaning uh, coming now back home here and being in Montana. They really mean mudroom for a reason. Uh, 
I was constantly saying to everybody, take your shoes, take those boots off, because it was just forever a film of mud and dust. Yes, we were living on a ranch, Carol. What do you think? But, oh, I don't know if I could handle that day in and day out because, well, I guess I am a little anal that way as far as cleanliness. I mean, I'm not crazy, but we lived in a house together. Okay. It was a three, was it a three bedroom house? Lovely, you know, lovely ranch house upstairs, downstairs, a whole ball of wax. But uh, I was just, I, I wish I would have had a vacuum cleaner or a broom around because by the time the gals got in to do a little bit of uh straightening up, I just I just wanted to do a little sweeping of that mud and that dust because it's just unending. But I think that's the life of a rancher and a cowboy. And I'll tell you, my cowboy, Kevin, loved every minute of it. He just could not get enough of the activities. All right, so I'm going to start with the activities. Number one, all Katie wanted to do was get on those damn horses. And I'll tell you, I, I, she went, she was riding every single day. And, you know, I love animals, but at a distance. And I never really wanted to tell my kids that because I did not want them to be afraid of animals. I wanted them to love animals. But, you know, I never was brought up with even a pet. Uh, The first pet I had was when I was uh, a mother with Christopher and Katie. And I think they were maybe, Katie was six years old. And I knew I needed to do something to to change life around a little bit. So I got Roby, who is a Bashan. And everybody said, Carol, get a real pet. (laughs) Because Roby was like a part of the, she was like my little third child. You know, I just loved her to death. But when we talk about animals on a ranch, we're talking big animals big, big animals. So I, you know, I had to take a deep breath whenever we would talk about, let's go to the stables, let's do this. And I thought, oh God, you know, and, and I knew that my little Willie, well, and Maggie, but Will more, more than Maggie, because Maggie's just two, but Will, Will was a little tentative around these horses and I wanted him to feel comfortable around them. So when they arrived, and I'm sorry, I'm going all over the place with this story, but we're talking about animals now. So the driver that we had, uh, I'm going to call him Cowboy Dave. He said, you know what? He said, I have access to the fields. I said, what do you mean the fields? He says, you know, where the bison are and the cattle and whatnot. I thought, oh God. I said, well, is there a fence <laughs> fence around these yards? He goes, oh yeah, yeah. He says, but but we can get up and close, but still be safe. I said, okay, oh, well, will we be in the car? And he said, yeah, yeah, I'll get a big sprinter van. All right. I said, well, that'll work. So I thought, well, he'll feel comfortable with that. So we all got in this sprinter van when I had the whole family together, when they finally all arrived. And I'm telling you, this ranch, 36,000 acre ranch that we were able to be in this sprinter van. Now, was it a road? It was a dirt road we were going on. Okay. So I... I thought, please, dear God, I don't want to get stuck here somewhere. But um, we were up and close to bison, cattle. Did we see? We saw bald eagles, two nests, two nests of bald 
eagles and their family. I, I could not believe my eyes because I've never seen that. And we saw that up close. The kids were just amazed, amazed. I think Kevin said there are 360 bison, calving bison, mind you. So not only did we see these huge animals, but we saw their babies. Uh, and there were 550 black Angus steer, and they were calving all at the time that we were out there. Amazing. So we were driving through the country looking at these beautiful, beautiful animals. Oh, my God. And then he took us back to the stables. Now, this was already starting to get dusk. And he took us then. We could get out. And we went to the stables and saw the horses and the ponies and the colts and it just made the kids so comfortable, made me comfortable, made Zaza comfortable. It was amazing. So that was like the first day that we were able to see all these animals. So I thought, okay, uh, Will and Maggie weren't going to be riding those ponies till little, a couple days later. So I thought, they're, this is just kind of leading up to it. So fine. Well, Let's get back to the activities. So Katie and and Kevin immediately were on uh, a ride with the horses. Loved every minute of it. They even got, Katie had a private horsebacking lesson in the arena. So um, although she's a rider, you can always learn something, you know, and she loved every minute of that. Then Kevin got to go and uh, do this. It's called horse croquet sounds crazy. But what happens is they're in this huge arena and they learn how to, well, the, the cat, they bring the cattle in with the horses. You're on the, ho- you're on horseback and you learn how to kind of wrestle these, uh, all the cattle into, or corral them. That's the word I'm looking for. Corral them into certain areas. So you're using your horse, uh, and to pushing the, the cattle and leading the way. Well, I knew my cowboy Kevin was going to love every minute of this. So as they arrived, Kevin said, the, the, the gal asked, she goes, so are you comfortable on horses? I've seen you riding. Kevin goes, yeah, somewhat. And then she looked down and looked at the boots that Kevin had, which were very worn in. And she said, okay, you're giving me a story here. I look at, I see your boots. She says, only cowboys wear boots like that. And of course, that just was like, okay, Kevin's in in seventh heaven right now hearing that. So they enjoyed every minute of that. What else did they do? Um, Matt, not so much a horseback rider. And that's okay, because I'm not either. So we we held back a little bit. But he did take uh, Willie out to watch Papa and Katie do the horse croquet, which was great. That was another way of Will just feeling comfortable with those big animals before it was his turn the next day. So that was great. But Matt and, uh, let's see, Matt, Kevin, and Critty uh, did a lot of shooting. So they did some rifle shooting, and then they went back and did some clay shooting. So that was in a kind of a very obviously contained environment. They had to take the van, I think, out of ways to to do that. But they love doing that because they're hunters, at least Kevin and Christopher are, but Matt's, Matt's a good shoot. Matt's a good aim. I saw I hear. So that was good. What else did they do? I'm trying to think, oh, there is one thing that I did uh, enjoy and that was a massage. So we all got massages out there. Fantastic. 
we all took turns. So Kevin and I went once and it was in a, uh, it was in one of the houses on the property. And I thought, okay, that's interesting because, you know, you're so used to going down to a spa or whatever, but it was fantastic. Just fantastic. The gals there have a real strong hands. Uh, they, they really got, they, uh, let's put it this way. They knew right away where my weakness was and that's the upper left shoulder. I've had two frozen shoulders still there somewhat. Uh, but boy, they did help that. And then Katie and Matt went one day and then Lizzie and Critty went one day. So that was great that we could do that. I'm trying to think. And of course, then, uh, was it Friday morning? We took the kids out for their pony rides and I thought, Oh God, is, is Will going to get on that pony? Cause I thought if Will does Maggie will, cause Maggie does whatever Willie does. Sure enough, no problem. <laughs> they had their little boots on and their cowboy hat and Will just, I, it was like second nature to him. It was so fantastic. And Kevin took the most <laughs> wonderful video of, of Will riding in a circle. And then the, the horse wrangler said, well, how about if we take a little ride and we'll go down the hill here a little bit? And I thought, I wonder now if Will's going to do that. And sure enough, he did. Now, as I'm speaking, I'm looking out the window and Tom Turkey is right here outside my window. Okay. It never fails. Okay. Here we are in Milwaukee and I'm still with nature. All right. So, <laughs> and then Maggie got on and uh, they just had a ball. So, that is the activities that we had. I'm trying to think if I'm missing anything. Um, no golf for Matt there, although I'm sure they probably had some golfing somewhere around there, but not not when we were there. So they had it. They they had so much fun doing the activities that they did. It took up so much time. But as I was thinking about what am I going to talk about today, that other than these activities that we were we enjoyed. Can I tell you what I really enjoyed was just waking up in the quiet of the morning, knowing that my sweet son-in-law, Matt, was going to have that coffee brewed for me. And I'll tell you, every morning he had that coffee ready. And I'm telling you, it was fantastic just to have that coffee and look out. When I say evergreen trees forever, I really mean it. It was Amazing, whether it was snowing outside or raining. How, how wonderful is that? And speaking of coffee and food, did I think Katie did call and say we need a few things for the kids for the morning time? But as I said to you before, this the location that we were at, this pause up resort, you would go down to the to the main lodge and have all your meals. The food was out of this world. A lot of Southwestern, a little spicier in the morning, but oh boy, was it good. And the one day, the last day we had a chef come and he prepared a meal for us. And that's when we were going to celebrate Katie's birthday with everybody. Oh boy, when I tell you, fantastic. I, I Well, I don't usually eat red meat, but we had a bison tenderloin to die for a rack of elk to die for, the way the chef made it. And we had fish. It was, uh, they had just caught trout. So we had the fish. So those are the three types of meat that we had or protein. He made mashed potatoes. 
Uh, we had a salad to die for. And then, of course, we had to have a cake for Katie. And I'll be darned if they didn't have, they made her an olive oil cake. Now, has, if you haven't had this before, it sounds like what? It is delicious. When I say delicious, it is moist, probably because of the olive oil, but sweet on the outside because of the the, the frosting that they had, the mixture of the two. And I think there was a little bit of, I'm trying to think of what other flavor, um, lavender. I think it was a lavender type icing that they had. It was just delicious. So that kind of ended our week with uh, the food. Well, because of the weather too, and the ranch that we were staying at, of course, you had to have a fire every single morning, noon, and night. And not only did Matt make that coffee for me in the morning, he had that fire blazing every morning. You didn't even want to leave the the house. And that's the beauty of staying in a house together with everybody is that, you know, if you don't feel like doing anything, you know, you bring out the zingo. And if you don't know what zingo is, it's bingo for little kids. All you grandmothers out there or mothers buy it. It is so much fun. And I I had one at home and I thought, no, I'm going to bring this because that'll fill up some time if I'm babysitting or whatever. It was fantastic. So Zingo, Z-I-N-G-O, buy it. It's a great gift to give too. So uh, coffee, a fire in the fireplace, fantastic food. All right. The one thing that is just not a Carol thing, we talked a little bit about it, is a hot tub. I'm just not a hot tub gal. I, is, is that sound boring? I know it does. But Matt is, Critty is, Lizzie is, Katie not so much. I tried to kind of push her out a little bit, but she didn't want to. I think even Kevin, Kevin went out there in the hot tub. It was cold too, but I think it was so hot that they they enjoyed that. I think almost every night they were out there. In fact, I think one night, because once again, my sweet son-in-law brought a box of I think it's called Monte Cristo cigars. These boys love their cigars at the end of the day too. So needless to say, they had a good time. Yep. I have to tell you about one other event that I did go to, because now it sounds like I really didn't do too much as far as um, activities, but I did go to one activity with uh, Kevin and it was this survivalist little campsite. Okay. With this gentleman who's a survivalist, primitive, how to live off the land. All right. Uh, That is not my forte. As if anyone knows me, camping is not for Carol, but I thought, no, I'll go. We just went through COVID and God help us. I hope we never have to go through another COVID or uh, end of the world situation. But I thought, all right, maybe I'll learn something. All right. So we went there, and I'm sorry, I forgot the gentleman's name, but uh, he had a long beard. He was set up with his tent, his canvas tent, his sweet dog with the little bandana on. And he said, okay, now we're going to learn how to make a fire. We're going to learn how to uh, survive if we have to set up a tent And if we have to hunt, and I thought, oh, Lord, have mercy, what next? All right. All right. So 
I've heard about how, how to start a fire with, you know, the, the two sticks, but you know, that, that just sounds like, really, uh, how is that going to hap- happen uh, with two? Well, he attempted it and let's put it this way. He's up there in age as I am. And it takes a lot of manpower, uh, manpower, woman power to rub two sticks together fast enough to make a fire. Okay. So after a while, I said, let's just stop that. <laughs> I said, I get the hint. I get, I understand how that goes. How else are we going to do this? So he said, okay, if we can't do it that way, then with a flint and a piece of steel or some kind of a steel, uh, you rub that, or you, you kind of click it together until it sparks. And once you get a spark, then the spark goes inside this little piece of grass, which is inside of a nest of pieces of the outside, like the bark or whatever. And then that lights a fire. I thought, oh my God, if I have to go back to these primitive times, uh, I would never, I would freeze. I don't think I'd ever survive. So, okay. And I thought to myself, I got to remember to buy some waterproof matches. Yeah, keep that. So we learned how to do that. What else did he teach us? Uh, Okay. So then he said, um, you have to have something sharp. And I I know I I have seen the Indians, what do they call it? The, the, um, oh boy, I wish Katie was here to spur me on. But anyhow, it's the, (laughs) you make it out of obsidian, which is a type of stone and you chip away at it. So it's real sharp. And sometimes when you're digging around in the woods, you can find some old, uh, arrowheads. That's what I'm thinking of. Arrowheads. That's what I'm thinking of. Arrowheads. And so he was showing us how you would chip. He chipped away at these uh, pieces of stone obsidian and made these beautiful arrow. And I, they were really beautiful arrowheads. And then how you tie them, tie them to the uh, pieces of twigs and whatnot to make like an arrowhead. And I thought, oh God, if I, once again, if I'm close enough to an animal that I'm using this spear with an arrowhead on it, I'm much too close to this animal, but I thought, okay, all right. Now he said, now Carol, you have to know how to attach this arrowhead to the spear. And I went, okay. And how do we do that then out in the, in, in, you know, nature? Well, he said, you have to make a rope. I thought, oh God, all right, make a rope. Well, from the inside of the the bark, the bark itself, certain trees, it's very like sinuous where I'll, I'll be darned if it's almost, you pull it apart and it's like strings. And then from that, you braid it and you make a rope out of it. And then you tie the arrowhead <laughs> onto this spear and you're ready to hunt. And I thought, oh boy, I, it is it is almost cocktail hour because this this is unbelievable. But you know what? I have so much respect for him, for our elders, for the for the primitive people that had to to learn all this. I mean, it is just amazing. So, Carol learned how to be primitive last week. Uh, I hope to God I never have to worry about it, but. If I do, at least I'm educated a little bit on how to use what God has given us. But I am definitely going to buy some of those waterproof matches just in case. So 
There you go. So in a nutshell, we did a lot last week. And then we had to fly back home. And, you know, Kevin and I flew out by ourselves, but I knew we were we would be flying back to help Lizzie and Critty and the, the three kids because Matt and Katie had to leave a day early. And thank goodness they didn't have to travel with all those damn car seats and whatnot because we had some, uh, the, the resort had some on our end. But, oh, talk about respect for parents that travel with three little ones. I had two. I'm telling you, you add a third. And a fourth and a fifth, wow, wow, we that's all I can say. But I'm telling you, Katie, I mean, Lizzie and Christopher made it look like it was easy peasy. I, I have such respect for them. Okay, let me back up a little bit. It's like they're, they, it's the yin and yang. Christopher, I know he might not like this, but he's a little bit like he got a little bit of that anxiety from me where he wants to make sure everything is perfect and, you know, taken care of ahead of time. And Lizzie's a little bit like Kevin, where she's like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. She's much more laid back. And I'm telling you, between the two of them, they just make it work beautifully. As far as traveling with those three little ones, it was well, it was it was pretty dang easy, I'll tell you. Getting back to the airlines itself, okay, now I'm I am Delta loyal and we did not fly Delta. We flew United. Okay, I know some of you are saying there's nothing wrong with United and and we had a great trip out there and back on United, but it just wasn't Delta. I wonder if anybody else feels that way. I think maybe it's just Kevin and I because, you know, we fly Delta all the time because, you know, we get the points and whatnot. And I think Kevin is like a platinum already. So it's, you know, for that reason alone, that's why we fly Delta. But I don't know. You know what happened? I ended up with a backache, terrible backache. And I'm thinking, oh, is it because of those United seats? They're closer together or they're not as comfortable. I don't know what it is. But all right, I'm, I've digressed again about Delta and United. But um, we are flying Delta to Florida. So I'll let you know if there really is a difference once I get back onto Delta. So anyhow, you know, I'm going to end this podcast, I think probably a little earlier because this monologue uh, and soliloquy has gone on a long time here for me. But, you know, I'm going to end this with just a love letter. I kind of started out with a love letter and an honest to Pete moment with parents traveling with little kids. But I hope everyone can find the time or the opportunity to spend with your family. And when I say with your family, I, I know we have dinners and whatnot, but if you can do some kind of a staycation, it doesn't have to be a Montana vacation at a resort, but even if you're all together under the same roof, in the same town, in your own home, it is unbelievable how you can really get to know those grandchildren and even your children and, and just kind of watch them from a distance. I, I learned so much and and I'm so grateful. And today I just wanted to reflect upon that and how grateful I am that Katie found Matt and I Matt found Katie and Lizzie and Critty and found each other. And you know, my Willie, uh, I hope someday that you hear this, but I am so proud 
and I'm crying here by myself now, but of your bravery and your little, your intellect, because you use that intellect, because you know about those animals, Willie. I know you know about them. But you mustered up that bravery to get close to those dogs, to those horses, and at a distance, but you got close to those bison and cattle as well. And I'm so proud of you. And Maggie, you are a pistol with personality plus. Uh, oh my gosh, you are a pistol and I love you. And my little Annie Banani that I got to know better, the sweetest little girl with the most beautiful smile. I'm telling you, it was memories forever. Go out there, have a staycation, travel with those little ones. Uh, I am just amazed at the ease that it really can be easy to do that. So look at the positive, not the negative of going away or or just staying together and uh, pop that cork and um, barbecue. doesn't have to be bison or elk. Hamburgers are great too. Um, so on that note, thank you for listening to Just Moi today. I love you all out there. Subscribe, like, send messages to us. We love that. And I promise you, Katie, we'll be back next week. We'll be broadcasting from Miami next week. So we'll keep you updated on Our Lady. Love you all. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.